hello and welcome to our Vibe Tribe podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jana. And I'm your other host, Casey. This podcast, we are seeking to bring people together from near and far, from all walks of life and with different viewpoints. So we welcome you to our Vibe Tribe. Hey, Vibe Tribe. We're very excited to have you back. Very excited for this topic. It's the beginning of many discussions on what we're about to discuss. And um, I feel like we just should get right into it. Like, one of the most profound questions of my life is like, why am I here? I think that's a profound question of everyone's life. What is my life's purpose? Am I achieving my life's purpose? What happens after I die? I don't want to leave not having achieved what my purpose is. I mean, are these things that, like, these are things that have always haunted me since I was a child. I was a weird child. Child. Has this haunted you, Jana? Are these things that just constantly? It's, It's definitely something that I've asked myself. But at the same point, like, I've gone through several transitions. So my life purpose for 15 years, I felt like was helping people feel better in their bodies and understanding their pain and why they're having problems and troubleshooting what they could be doing to add to that or what they needed to do in their lifestyle to change it. Well, then I meet the man of my dreams. Yay. And I... Uh, the last two years have been a roller coaster, you know, because all of a sudden what I've always wanted to find my partner, to have children, um, all of a sudden was here. And I was just like, okay, now what do I do? You know, this has been something that I have wanted for a good 20 years. Yeah. And now what's my goal? (laughs) Well, I think there's a difference between our personal goals we set for ourselves Mm -hmm. and what our soul, what our soul's purpose is here. Sure. Do you you agree? I mean, I think they're definitely connected. We, We subconsciously, subconsciously take the steps we need to meet our soul's purpose Mm -hmm. but do you you, you feel like there's a separation between the two or do you think it's I think they're interwoven Mm -hmm. and and I would also say that what's the best way to put this I'm a firm believer that there's life after death Mm -hmm. that we are having this experience for our soul to grow. Yeah, I've always fundamentally believed that as well. I've never considered myself religious. I've considered myself spiritual. Mm-hmm. And I've always, I've never felt there was a God so much or even a goddess. I've always felt that there was a higher energy, a higher power. Well, and when it really comes down to it, it doesn't matter what you call it. It's the same thing. We are working with filters that our society has put on certain words. Yeah. So like God, religion has a negative connotation that I don't want to associate myself with because all that's been named done in the name of religion and God. So for me, I have a hard time with that. So I guess I use other terminology for something that's a blanketed whole, you know, like a blanketed. Yeah. Yeah. So when it comes down to it, we're all talking about the great energy that has provided life that is in all of us because we are all God. We are all a higher power. 
that's what we're made of. We don't, we don't have to aspire to something better or grander. We need to have experiences in this life for our souls to grow. And those experiences could be as simple as smiling at somebody in the grocery store to something very tragic that impacts everyone around you. So, and that can vary. Those tragedies can be anything from losing a child. It can be having cancer. It can be someone hurting someone else. And we could talk about how, you know, how detailed or how diverse that can be because there's many ways that people can hurt each other. But we are all here having experiences and we have all been willing to assume a certain role in those experiences. And that doesn't make the other person bad. It just means that that person just was willing to help you through that growth experience and to be your antagonizer. Yeah, and that's, and, and you know, I, I kind of struggle a little bit with that sometimes, you know. Oh, I, I definitely. But I, I can see it and I understand it. You know, I do understand. The, and con- I, the concept makes sense, but when it comes to the real life nitty gritty, it's, it's like, oh, but is that really how it works? Because that person's awful. <laughs> mm, well, I know some people are beyond awful. Yeah. Beyond. You know, and then that comes down to... But everyone, you know, like Shakespeare said, the world's the stage and everyone has his or her parts, their entrances or exits. Some people are playing the villain. Some people are playing the hero. Some people are just here, <laughs> just doing their thing. They, you know, the little extras, you know, we're all here do, doing something for this theater of life and actually this school of life, because, you know, as we were, as we've learned and as I've kind of always known deep down um, through the work of the wonderful Dolores Cannon, who we're going to be discussing, um, earth is a school mm-hmm. the whole solar system really is a school we're con- like i've always prided myself on always being the student i never i, I never want you know i'm always learning something even if i can teach something i'm always a student first i'm always learning first i've always prided myself on self-development and self-evolution and constantly getting better and becoming more aware and putting that awareness to good use and growing through that and evolving so that her work and finding her just confirms to me everything that I already knew and everything yeah. that I had been saying, but didn't have quite a great grasp on or vocabulary, but it was there, you know, and it's in all of us, but, you know, we're supposed to figure it out at different times, if at all. Sure. Well, and that, that just makes me think that anytime we're in the middle of doing something, if somebody yells, is, yells stage left, you know, it's really not that big of a deal. It just means you're an extra. <laughs> but yeah, I really enjoyed Dolores Cannon because it has confirmed what I already knew and what I already felt was true. But I do have a hard time with like past life regression stuff because Mm -hmm. I grew up believing that we all come to this earth once, Mm -hmm. that we are meant to have this body once. And so for me to think that my soul has been in multiple bodies over the, over the lifetime of the earth, Mm -hmm. it's like, mm, okay, I need a little bit more on that. Well, you know, and that's until, and and, you know, yes, you, we've all been in 
sent back here or we're not even sent back. We've chosen to come back mm -hmm. to learn something else. It's like, okay, I learned this side of things. Now I want to go in reverse roles and I want to learn that side of things. So we keep coming back to learn until we graduate and then we can move on to another universe, another planet where there's another school to learn at. Sure, sure. Earth, according to Dolores Cannon, and I so wholeheartedly believe this, is the most difficult school in the universe. God damn, is it so hard? Well, and she and that's the purpose of she Earth. About, she talks about how this is the only world that has free will. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's so hard. Yeah. But in the other worlds that we've been in, that it's, we don't have free will and we're frustrated that we don't have free will. We're bored. <laughs> well, and we're just like, well, why can't we choose? Mm -hmm. And so, and so it's, it's interesting because on both sides of it, we're not satisfied. <laughs> that's the goddamn truth because <laughs> part of me is like god it would be nice not to have free will because i never know if i'm making the goddamn right choice for myself you know try to follow my gut but hell my gut's been wrong before so you know like and but another part of me is like but if i didn't the rebel in me that's so innate in me the mm -hmm. authority, like you can't tell me what to do. I would be so frustrated on another planet. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, like, I don't well, know. And, and then we can also talk about refining your gut intuition. We can talk about how to refine that so that when it speaks to you, it speaks loud enough that you can't mistake it. Mm -hmm. there's, there's no there's no separation it's like good heavens could just stop yelling in my ear <laughs> well, I heard you funny. I'm doing it shut up <laughs> funny how Dolores speaks to how our subconscious is always trying to yell at us talk to us and, and it gets frustrated She's, she or he they they're not listening they're not listening to me and sometimes that can manifest to, you know, illness and what have you. But um, yeah, I really find that fascinating. It's just, you're right. It is getting in tune with it and fine tuning it and trusting it too. Because a lot of the times, you know, we're told with a gut instinct to do something and can be something like completely out of our comfort zone or completely, you know, frightening to us, but we're being told to pursue it. But we we rather stay safe in our little cozy, you know, <laughs> comfort zone. Mm -hmm. So some of some of us, not necessarily me, I you know how I am. <laughs> but some of us don't want to get out of that. Well, and that's and that's one of the things that she talks about as far as we are at this point in our growth process of our souls, we are supposed to be releasing karma. Are we're not supposed to be still gathering karma. We're supposed to be releasing it and letting it go. And I think it's life lesson. <laughs> Sorry. I took notes on this because it was so profound. And I was just like, okay, and you know, I'm gonna sit and meditate and like do this on every person I can think of. <laughs> <laughs> so let me let me give you the notes on this. So visualize the person and say to them. We tried and it didn't work. Then visualize tearing up the contract. S say to them, I forgive you, I release you, and then forgive yourself. And after you do this, you can, they can no longer push your buttons. You have let go and it can no longer affect you. Then you need to let go of the fear and remember that you create your own reality. Ah, it's so fucking powerful. Uh, you know, that reminds me of that ceremony I had recently. Remember where I had to let go of a friend, you know who I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. And I did something similar, but I did not visualize the ripping of the contract, but I did say, hey, you know, I said something similar like, hey, we tried, 
for many years to make this work. We've had a lot, lots and ups and downs for a reason. You feel like we're done. I accept that. I'm learning the boundary that you're setting and I'm going to set my boundary too. And I basically thanked her for everything she taught me and thanked her for all the beautiful memories and for everything that I needed from her and told her I appreciated her. I valued her. I always will love her, but it's time to end this. And I, you know, lit some incense, did, you know, whole energetic clearing and it was really profound, but <laughs> sometimes she does creep in my mind and sometimes it does still eat at me a little, but it's very fleeting. It's not like as gnawing as it used to be. I used to kind of be obsessive over like, what did I do? Why, you know, all this, but, um, I think the next step is I'm going to, going to go to the astral and speak to her and rip up the contract. So this way it's completely just done. Well, and that's one of the things that rang true to me when we were doing our research and listening to the teachings of Dolores Cannon is that we have contracts with people. We, before we came to this experience, we said that we would do X, Y, Z with a certain person. Um, we would, and it could be very small. You know, look at past relationships, whether it's friendships, whether it's romantic, and look at how that impacted your life. And that was part of the contract with them. Now, I think of different people through my past who have still left a firm imprint on me. And I, I look forward to doing that meditation and visualizing that contract and going <laughs> see ya would you please get out of my dreams we no longer have communication in real life please exit stage left well i have a whole theory about dreams and still seeing people in your dreams my theory is that you're traveling to a different dimension in your sleep so you're in a different dimension, interacting on a different level with a person, and it may not have anything connected to this life. Make them be a completely different line timeline where you're still friends with that person and everything's hunky dory, you know. Well, and we could talk about dimensions because I have a thought that I'll share with you in just a moment. But Dolores Cannon talks about how in the dream time, mm -hmm. the reason why we dream is because our spirits are going off and doing other things that the body wouldn't let them do. And so, you've always spoken about that, just as I have always spoken about contracts. Yeah. I've always said that. And that was not something that, I don't know if you believed in contracts. Then, yeah. but you did. Okay, well, my thing was, you know, I could never understand why I could not let go. You know who I'm talking about? Certain people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> in my life um and I just said I swear to god like I really want to finish this contract <laughs> it's like I feel like I'm holding up my end of the bargain they are not holding up theirs but you know I have to be patient because we eventually will we will we will have to finish a contract and we will have to meet and we will have to come together and so he they are taking a much longer time to get here and i've been ready for like fucking years to be like let's figure the shit out i know rip it but i'm not ready to rip it and that's another thing it has to be done in your own personal time it does but i love how she talks about how we have this like little silver chain or this this silver, silver thread thread that connects us to our physical body here on earth, but that thread allows us to like float like a little balloon <laughs> into other well, dimensions and Have you ever woken up from a dream and been like, oh my gosh, that was so real. Oh Why yeah. Why was I in a foreign country helping save children? Why was, why was I helping children get out of a bad place? I understood what was being said, but I didn't necessarily speak the language. Mm -hmm. 
you know, and so it's just, it's a very interesting take on that. And I, I've always referred to it as the dream time. But the other piece that I am considering right now, and you and I have talked about this a little bit, Hmm. but what if there is multiple dimensions that, that are in progress right now? And our soul can live multiple lives at once. Well, you know, I already believe that to be true. You know, I already feel that I do. So that's why it's so hard to let go of someone who I'm with in another lifetime and reconcile myself that no, I'm not with that person this lifetime, but in the same time frame, I am in a different level with that person. In a different and, dimension. And I experience both simultaneously I can feel both and when I dream I think I go up into that level and then I have to come back here mm-hmm. and it's very hard for me to disconnect what reality I'm freaking in I always have struggled with what reality am I currently in and how do I navigate those waters when I know the other reality right so what if in meditation we go and we speak to the higher consciousness Mm -hmm. say i need clarity of my reality dream time is fine but when i am awake and conscious in this reality i need to feel fully present you know the Pisces in me. Guess where I prefer to live? <laughs> it's not here. In the ethers. Big life lesson here for for me to learn. This is this is one of my soul's lessons. Stay yeah. present where you're at. But that's why you have me. Oh, I love you. <laughs> I am your grounding anchor. You always, you always but see, you also have me because I'm the one who helps you float a little. Oh gosh. Yeah. So does my husband. My husband's so airy. Oh my gosh. I love him to death. And he's just like, well, what about this? And what about this? And what about this? And I'm just like, it's too much. I can't think about all of it at once. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's the exact opposite. He is the grounding force like you, but in a very radically different kind of a grounding. Sure. One that I appreciate sometimes, but not always. (laughs) <laughs> I, I kind of love, but then I really hate. <laughs> but sometimes I just wish it's always so down here. I'm like, can you please just join me just a little bit up here? But no, he does not live there. He is like so grounded in the mm-hmm. earth. I think it's beyond grounding. It's like under, it's like underground. It's like he's so- in the upside down. He just has, he's, he, he doesn't, you know, my husband, as you know, he's not, he's not a dreamer. He's not someone who's, you know, fanciful. He's so damn present, but it also is, I feel like sometimes it's a hindrance. Like he's too present. I feel like, you know, Buddhists are right that you have to be present, but if you're too present that you can't move forward and he's you're stuck, what's the point of being present? Yeah. Well, and there's a difference between dreaming and planning Mm -hmm. you know I'm a huge planner and I love to plan things out I love to research I love to have all the ducks in a row so that I've got my plan a plan b plan c Mm. and sometimes a d you know if I need it and my husband is very present he is very here and now and let's just focus on being grateful and let's focus on the joy of the moment. And I truly appreciate that. And he helps me to do better because otherwise I've got five years planned. <laughs> me too. But my, my thing is if life is a school and we're constantly working toward our soul's development and evolution, we cannot sit still for too long. Yeah, you, you, you can take moments in the day to be grateful, but you still need to be moving. And to me, dream, there is no difference for me, for me between a dream and a plan. For me, 
I'm all about taking those dreams and making them a reality. You know, I was dreamt about going to grad school, made that a reality. Dreamt about being an esthetician, made that a reality. Now I'm dreaming about being mother, trying to make that a reality. You know, I dreamt about being a wife. You know, everything that I've always wanted for myself, I've always made happen. Sure. Well, with the exception of one thing that still is bothering me, but I still have time to do, do that. Still have time. Yeah, there's still time. And honestly, that was that was one of the things that was hard for me is that I I I looked I looked for my husband for 16 years mm -hmm. in, in in dating and being out there and and I got to this point of it wasn't about looking. It was about self-improvement and getting myself into the headspace that I needed to be in order to meet the kind of man I wanted to date or meet the kind of man I wanted to marry. And so Colorado really helped that mm -hmm. quickly. I had many, many experiences where I was learning how to look at life in a different way. And I was growing within myself and it was, it was just, some of it was painful, but a lot of it was exciting. Mm -hmm. And so. Well, this is kind of like shadow work. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I've been doing that and it's been quite painful lately, but I like the pain <laughs> from that yes, kind of work. But, you know, I, I, I can definitely see what you mean about how you were doing what you needed to do within yourself for him, for the right timing for him to come into your life. Because, you know, before I met Ray, I've completely given up on men. I was like, F this, I'm going to get my master's and then my PhD. And I'm going to get, I'm going to get artificially inseminated. And I'm going to have a baby on my own. F the husband thing. I was done, you know? And then I, I gave up, you know, I was a serial dater, <laughs> very, very poly with many men all once <laughs> breakfast date, lunch date, dinner date. Oh yeah. And, uh, I got to the yeah. point where I kind of told, I kind of told them where I was at. This, I was like, this is where I, what I need. I need more of a progression. And the reason why I continue to just hop around because no men want, no man at that point had wanted to really commit to the idea of me. They weren't ready to settle down. And finally I said, well, I am. Mm -hmm. And I'm tired of the games. And if you're ready to settle down with me, because I'm the one that's a constant in your life out of all these other women, you always come crawling back to me. Then you need to make up your mind now about me. Mm -hmm. Because I think I deserve it. Because these are not men that I dated like, oh, for a few months here and a few months there. And I was giving them ultimatums. No, I was dating these men in rotation, like typically three men specifically for six or seven fucking years. Yeah. And yeah. that should be enough time to figure out what I mean to you. <clears throat> so I gave them the ultimatums and uh, all of them didn't want anything to do with it. And I dumped anybody who was just like fun. You know, I was like, mm, I, I, and I took like two years of a hiatus, not dating, nothing. There was only one guy, you know who he is who I remained in contact with, but we agreed to do it on a friendship level mm -hmm. because we meant a lot to each other as friends. Yeah. And um, so he was, he's the only one still <laughs> in my life, um, even after I'm married. Um, but I did the same kind of work. I realized that now, like from you saying that, I was finding myself, I was finding out who I was, what I wanted most. Yeah you know, working through trauma from childhood having to do with my dad and his many, many divorces and, you know, how that affected me and what that meant to me and, and how it shaped me for, for better or worse and for worse to correct that, <laughs> to work on that, to let that go. And um, so, yeah, I did the same thing. So it's really interesting that you brought that up. So I did have a question for something you had said earlier that kind of stuck out in my mind when you were saying, that we are all God. Mm -hmm. Something that for me comes into question with that is the ego. In light work, we always talk about 
and in Buddhism, which I studied, we talk about letting go of the ego. Sure. Say you're a God kind of implies an ego complex. I mean, what do you think about that? When you say I'm God, that, that kind of sounds like. I don't, I don't think of it as being ego. I think of it as being recognizing that you have the power to change your reality to whatever you want it to be. Okay. It's not a matter of saying I am mighty and all magnificent. No, that's, that's not it at all. It's recognizing where we come from. It's recognizing that we have things to achieve in this life, but our greatness is already there. This is not a life of achieving perfection like is taught in organized religion. Mm -hmm. This is a life of experience and growing and evolving and becoming more wise. Wise is not perfection. Okay, another question. Yes. <laughs> With something you just said. You spoke about that we have, that we can create our own reality. So that to me implies control. But we talked about it if there's one thing in this life that we don't have is control over anything. Now are we, are we, are we now not thinking that we don't have control over everything? Cause then control seems like a very godly, powerful thing. But well, if I had control over every aspect of my life, my life would be radically vastly different. Well, but we do have control in the way it affects us. Okay, that's a solid point. We, all right. So with our, with our last topic of, of the gun violence that we have, mm -hmm. I choose to not have that be the center focus of my daily life. I choose to live in a reality where my husband is safe, my daughter is safe, my dog is safe, and my extended family is safe. I choose not to live in the fear of what could happen. But at the same time, don't you, don't you also believe that we should still remain like Dolores Cannon talks about how we need to disconnect from the drama of politics, mm -hmm. the news, all that stuff. But I believe in order to enact the changes that we need to on this earth to better this earth, that you need to at least be aware of politics. You need to you, you can't just completely ignore it. I mean, it's a part of our existence in our life now and our life experience. It affects us. Paul, you know, people who say, well, I don't vote because it doesn't, you know, because it doesn't really affect me. Well, it does. Politics involve, you know, the gas crisis, politics that we're paying, you know? Mm -hmm. So we do have to be aware and we do have to be involved. But where does that what line go? You know, because she's saying completely not care about it and to ignore it because it's all just a play and it doesn't matter but it does matter yeah. because we're trying to make this earth a better place and if we just all ignored everything which a lot of us ignoring stuff has led to the issues we have now sure i mean I'm the destruction of our planet and our our people and our mental health yeah all of I'm this not, i'm not saying to ignore it I am saying, do what you can with what you have. And the knowledge you have. And the knowledge you have. Seek for more knowledge. There's nothing wrong with knowledge, but don't let it steal your joy. Don't let it change your view on your life and losing your gratitude of how fortunate we both are. And don't give it into the poison that is fear. Yes. Because that leads to a lot of shit. 
And we okay, all I have to try to understand like where you were coming from. I wish I could ask Dolores this question oh. herself, man, because I would like to really. Um, oh, I know. But for me, I, I choose to not have the news on every day. And, not, and I don't either. I have over to my email and if I want to engage, look at the, I look at the subtitle or the title and I'm like, mm, nope, not today, Satan. I'll save that for later or I'll delete it completely. Yeah. And so I, I focus on what is impacting my circle. What do I, where is my energy best spent? We all have our roles in this life. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when we meet the resistance, it's because that's not our role. Mm, that is that. someone else's role to take that on because they already have the tools, they already have the connections and they can in, impact the change. That's and, so powerful. And we can be a supporter. Yeah, I never thought of it that way. But not all of us need to be fighting on the front lines of said topic. And Dolores can talks about getting information when the when you're ready for it. Yeah. You'll get, you know, you'll like downloads. You and I have talked about, oh, we're having a download today. You know, we get what we need to come as it comes. And maybe we're not, you know, so maybe different people get downloaded with different information because that's their lane. This yeah. is my lane and I can't fix everything. And that's my problem is I, I just want to fix, I have so many interests and passions. I want to fix it all, you know, and I still haven't found my, my, I feel like my true lane. Well, and that... I feel like I'm getting there. I feel like I, I, I'm kind of a Renaissance woman who has many lanes and I go in this lane, and go in this lane and I hop. So there's, there's a practice that you can do when you meditate. Mm -hmm. It's you can focus on what's called the turning of the wheel. And you can speak with the higher powers that be and say, okay, I need you to refine my path. Remove whatever is unnecessary and where my energy does not need to be spent and ref narrow my path, refine me down to where my energy is best well put. And if you do that, and, and there's, there's a couple ways of doing it. There's ritual masters who will take you through the process and, and you can ask questions. There's um, meditation practices of turning of the wheel, but the, the purpose of it is the same. It's to take your path from being out here and having multiple lanes of interest to here. Removing the excess and you're still interested in those things. But now you see that your best purpose, your higher purpose is right here. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. for me, that's what this life is about. This life is about finding ways to do my part to spread love. I do always I, felt that way too. Do I do that well when I am driving? <laughs> no. I, I could swear you are more of a Jersey girl when it comes to driving than I am. <laughs> I mean, I, trust me. I can, t I can turn the Jersey on real quick, but it's not with traffic. It's with other things, <laughs> but you, I'm like, you're my fellow soul sister here with that. Like, <laughs> oh yeah. I, I am really good at talking smack behind the wheel in a closed car, <laughs> <laughs> but when it comes, I've seen it <laughs> being in person and no barrier. Yeah, my smack turns off. <laughs> uh, my smack just goes to a different level that kind of just undercuts and like jabs at you. Like it's like not so, it's not like you know. But when you think about it later, you're like, oh, she was taking jabs at me. <laughs> my mom's really good at that too. <laughs> like killing them with kindness and saying things like, 
you know, in a certain tone or a certain phrasing that makes them to believe, oh yeah, they're not making fun of me or, you know, being mean to me. And then like, you go home and you think about it later and you really sit with it and you're like, oh shit, she, she's a little mind ninja. You get, get, get in there, you know? <laughs> um, so, so talking about past, huh? But when it comes to our purpose, we all, in my opinion, we all have different purposes at different times. Mm. And so that's true. You know, my, like, like I spoke of in the beginning of this episode, um, my purpose for 15 years was to help people with their pain. And I loved it. I love troubleshooting a body and helping someone understand what they're doing that's causing the problems. I love it. You're so good at it. Well, thank you. I, I just, I love it. But my roles have changed. My purpose has changed. I don't know how much of my past 15 years is going to be part of my future. Because now I have this beautiful little human that I need to help shape. And I need to help teach how to be her best self and how to have an inner confidence and an inner knowing that defies everything. And you're going to be so excellent at that. And I cannot wait for me to to have little ones too. And, you know, for them to meet their auntie Jana, who is just like, you're amazing. You're amazing. And I love you. Well, and you're amazing too. And I, so last night, sidebar, last night I was editing the episode and mm-hmm. we recently bought a projector instead of buying a new television. Nice. And let me tell you, I am all about a projector now because there is no blue light. There is no like headaches or anything. It's awesome. Awesome. And it can be as big or as small as you want it. Yeah. My brother did that in college. He had a big ass projector. I'm so jealous. It's so good. Oh my gosh. It's awesome. And so I am editing the episode and it's on the projector. And Solara kept on going up to the, going up to the wall, trying to touch you. <laughs> oh, my baby girl. <laughs> and, and I'm like, and so Amon's like, yep, that's it, Casey. <laughs> I love her so much. We bonded so much. So I, I look forward to all of the many things that you are going to teach her in the ways that she is going to grow just by knowing you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's what this life is about. However, the purpose changes, we are here to love each other and help one another to be our best. Amen. To grow and be our best and not to pull each other down. You know, there's so many ways that people pull each other down. There's so many ways that people have this negative speak that just infects our population. And if we could focus more on how can I love someone and how can I positively impact their world, we would all be better off. And yes, I realize I need to, you know, remind myself of that when I'm driving. So more about, I want to get more into past life stuff. Okay. I, I want to do one of her regressions so bad. Oh, I'm going to, because I want proof. I want to understand this on a different level. I want to, I want to blow my mind. Me too. I want to see. Have you ever had, I'm sorry, go ahead. I want to see what this holds. Have you ever had like any kind of past life regression with, you know, going to get your cards read or your palms, or have you ever even had when you were doing meditation or anything? I've had DNA readings. 
and DNA readings go into your soul and talk and tell you about the origin of your soul DNA, not your human DNA, your soul DNA. Oh, neat. So that's really interesting. I'm going to have to do that too. And that's where I kind of sat with, you know, the aspects of, you know, like past lifetimes. I was thinking of it on a much broader scale than just this human experience. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I want, I want to do um, this. It's called quantum healing hypnosis technique. And I want to experience it. I want to see what messages there are for me. Um, I want to understand more. The other thing that was very fascinating is that in Dolores Cannon's work with QHHT, mm-hmm. it's she found that people had pain and problems in their current body from past life injuries. Yes. And ever since moving back to Georgia, I'm having more problems with my migraines. My body loves to live above 6,000 feet. <laughs> my, apparently mine does too, because whenever I come to visit you, I feel so much better. I think it also has to do with the barometric pressure and the fact that we've had a lot of rain, because whenever I get a headache, it's always accompanied before rain. It's so, and I was explaining this. Yeah, I was explaining that to my husband. Like my head is so sensitive to barometric pressure changes. Mm-hmm. That when I can tell you a couple of hours before a storm is going to roll in, same and, my joints too. Yeah, and it starts <laughs> raining, and I'm like, that's uh-huh. what happens. Yep, <laughs> same you here. My husband's like, why do I have a migraine? I'm like, um, is it supposed to rain? Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm like that's why. Well, and then you've got, and then you've got the weather forecast that says, no, it's going to be sunny all day. And oh yeah. Like, but my head hurts. No, no, bitch. It's going to rain. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. So one time in college, um, I was headed out. Kay was sitting on the ground. My, my old friend Kay mm-hmm. was sitting on the ground and she was uh, doing her art work and I'm headed out the door. I'm like, Oh, gotta get my umbrella. And she's like, why? It's beautiful. Out and it's not supposed to rain. And I'm like, my joints really hurt. It's going to rain and bring your umbrella too. She thought I, she was, she thought it was nuts. This was before she really knew me. And so I come home and I come home all dry and I got my umbrella. She comes in the door a few minutes later and she's drenched. She's like, how did you know that? I'm like, I listened to my body. My joints are killing me. It means rain or snow, some kind of precipitation mm-hmm. and we're not in winter, so I knew it was rain. <laughs> so then she would always ask me before she <laughs> leave the house, how are your joints? How are they feeling? <laughs> but the reason why I was asking you that was because I actually went and had a reading in California. Okay. Um, it was during spring break. It was, I went with my boyfriend, my, first, my only real spring break that I've ever done, ever. And um, we went to California and it was my last day. And I was walking around. My boyfriend had flown home. And I was hanging out with his friend and her and I were walking around um, on Venice Beach and so I kept asking like every five seconds, she want to read it, you want to read it? And like, and, and she, she asked you, well, do you want to read in Casey? And I said, well, yeah, but I'm trying to find the right person. So I pass them, I'll feel it. Well, I stopped. I'm like her. <laughs> and she's like, do you want to read it? I'm like, yes. So I did a reading and she was starting to do, you know, I had just, you know, general questions about my life then. She's like, no, 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 no. We need to go into your past. We're, we're switching, we're switching paths. I'm like, past, what do you mean? I don't want to get into therapy and all and He's like, she's like, no, your past lives. I'm like, what? You could do that? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, I guess I was, yeah, I was 21. I just turned 21 at the time. And uh, she gave me a little bit of an inkling. She's like, you know, she basically told me that I've always been someone who has either been born into money or I 
gotten married into money and that this lifetime I'm supposed to find independent wealth. I'm like, well, that sucks. <laughs> like you have expensive taste. Do you not? And I said, yeah, I could go in any place and be like, I want that. And it's the most expensive thing without looking at the tag, just what I want when I gravitate towards. And she's like, yeah, there's a reason for that. She's like, you were always a wealthy bitch. Um, <laughs> and she's like, you, she's like, do you have an affinity for you, for, you know, a calling towards like Italy and France? And I said, well, yeah, my family's from there. And she's like, not just your family, you're from there many, many times over. She's like, you were a socialite. She's like, you were a ho the hostess with the mostest. What you did best was you threw parties. Oh, you wow. were known far and wide for your events that you threw. You had the best parties. You introduced the best people. You know, you were able to connect people who could benefit from each other and learn from each other and profit from each other. She's like, you had a way about you. So, and that explains my party girl nature. <laughs> Oh yeah. You throw an awesome party. Thank you. Well, I, I like to believe so. And I, I just am naturally this like host and this party girl and just like, uh, that's what I love most about it is people coming together and loving and having fun and letting loose. Um, and then I also told her, I said, she said, well, do you have any strange pull to another country? She's like, I want to hear what you have to say before I bring it up. And I said, well, Egypt, I'm obsessed and have been obsessed since I was like six with Egypt. I want to be mummified. I'm not even playing there. I'm not even kidding. I said, I want a traditional Egyptian burial. I want to be mummified. And, she, and I said, so I've been obsessed with Egypt. I will go to a museum and look at the stuff, look at the um, artifacts. I'll start crying. Uh -huh. Like I actually was there. And she said, well, there's a reason for that. She's like, you were not Cleopatra because they always, everyone wants to believe they were Cleopatra, Queen Nefertiti. She's like, you were beyond, you know, no, no, no. You're ancient. You're beyond that stage. But she's like, and you were a sage. You were a wise woman. Oh. She's like, you're who people came to for answers about life and answers about, you know, um, their mental health and all that so like they came to you for medicine for healing and these are gifts that you've been passed on in this lifetime and she's like so you long for egypt but you long for egypt past those pharaohs mm -hmm. she's like you were there oh that's awesome she also told me i'm one of those people she used the da vinci code do you did you ever watch the oh okay. yeah she said you know how in the Da Vinci Code, in the first one, he's he's walking in Italy, and um, he's walking simultaneously in two dimensions in the past, and you can see the the the, the people in the past passing by him. Yeah, and she's like, "You had the ability to do that," yeah. and she says, "And you had the ability to." And, and she's like, "Do you ever feel like?" you're ahead in your thinking than everybody else. Do you ever feel like you are, you, you ever feel kind of crazy with your belief systems? And I said, yeah, all the freaking time. And she's like, that's because you're also one of those rare people who can, who, you know, you lived in another dimension, another lifetime. Mm -hmm. And let's say there's an apple there, but in this lifetime, they don't know what an apple is, but you know what an apple is. And you say, this is an apple, an apple, you know, like this makes sense. And other people are like, what do you mean? Well, what's an apple? You know, this red apple, you know, so you're able to take information from the last life and know it in this lifetime on a subconscious level. And you, you're speaking things that people are thinking you're crazy. Hmm. And that's happened to me all my life. So that was, that, that's my only introduction to kind of anything past life, but it would be interesting to hear from myself going under hypnosis for past life regressions. And I've always had inklings of certain things Okay. when it comes to past lives. Have you ever had any inklings? Like for instance, I know you and I have been connected many times. Oh yeah. I have a friend who I know that I was connected to in Ireland with. I just, and we both know that. 
we don't know how, but we know that we were connected in Ireland, you know, like I know that I was, um, when I, when I, I was undergoing Reiki initiation, um, they put their hands over the throat chakra and immediately I knew that I was hung and tried for being a witch. Mm-hmm. Like I went back in that time and I was crying and they're like, what's wrong? And when I finally came out of whatever, wherever I went, I was like, oh my God, I was hung. Mm-hmm. And that's why I feel the need to, to, to hide who I really am all the time because I don't want to be. Maybe that's what's going on. Maybe on that's part of, part of my experience. I don't know. I've always, I've always had a hard time with people knowing everything about me. Mm-hmm. I wonder, I wonder if that's part of it. I don't know. Probably, it's probably the connection you and I share. Probably. That would make a lot of sense. In Scotland, we're hung. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? But I um I like to encourage everyone to go to DoloresCannon.com mm-hmm. and look at what she has to offer. There's several recordings of her. There's a podcast called The Metaphysical Hour. She's written she's written several books Mm -hmm. um there's she passed away in 2014 but um her technique of hypnosis is still being taught and still available and depending on how I feel with the sessions I I'm highly considering learning it um but you know, if any of this has made sense to you or intrigued you, I would, I would highly suggest that you check into Dolores Cannon. And I, I, how I found her was watching her videos on YouTube and I'm currently reading, um, the convoluted universe. Are you? Yes. I'm reading that. I'm reading her discussion on ETs which is something else I very much want to discuss because when I was little, I always was like, oh, you know, like I had a friend who loved, uh, what was that alien show when we were little with Scully and what the frick is that show? You know what I'm talking about. Are you thinking like Mark and Mindy? No, not Mark and Mindy. (laughs) How far back do you want to go, Casey? (laughs) The X-Files. Oh, the X-Files. X-Files. And, you know, I always felt like she felt like they were really like, it was like legit. And I was like, so stupid. It's so stupid. Even though like, I knew we came from the stars. I just, I don't know. Cause I was young and I just wanted to be cool. And I was like, oh, aliens, you know, that sort of thing. But now I'm like, really am intrigued because Loris Cannon has revealed they just walk amongst us in a skin suit, essentially trying to bring us information it's just oh it's just oh we, we can listeners our vibe tribe we can get so far into this and we are going to dive deeper it's not beautiful. to mention her conversations with Notre Dame. oh my god like, <laughs> that's where I want to start like right now I'm listening to her podcast and I'm listening like I just listen to it whenever uh-huh. Solar is asleep And, um, so I'm listening to that, but I really want to get into her Notre Dame conversations. Oh, it's so, so good. I actually want to read the book, her books that are even more detailed Mm -hmm. um, into that. Um, next season, I, I I know we're going to be doing a series of, of episodes on Dolores Cannon, but this is our last episode before we have our season finale, which is going to be a little more loosey goosey, not real specific. Um, but it's going to be fun. Oh yeah. <laughs> so that being said, I think we've done a good job on this episode and I think we're, are you ready to wrap things up or is there anything you want to bring up? I, I, I very much enjoy our conversations and who knows what kind of experiences we're going to be able to share next. It's, it's really cool. Yes, we both need to undergo, both Jan and I, we plan on undergoing some past life regression hypnosis. 
Um, and we are going to be sharing those journeys with you. So stay tuned. The best is yet to come, man. I feel like we're finally getting our rhythm into this podcast. I feel like we're finally really found our voice. Yeah. And uh, I'm really proud of us. And and I thank you listeners for, you know, staying with us, (laughs) hanging in with us. Um, We really, really want to listen to you. We want to hear from you. Um, Any suggestions for future episodes, advice you have to give us, any constructive feedback and criticism we're open to, please find us. Um, We're on Instagram. We are on Facebook. We have, we have an email that's provided in our um, podcast descriptions. Mm-hmm. And uh, we would just love to hear from you. And please help us get more followers by sharing on, on social media that we have a podcast and that you enjoy listening. And please rate and review us to help others find us. And uh, all the light and love to you, Starseed children. And we appreciate you. And we'll talk to you again soon. I enjoy having conversations with not only you, Casey, but all of the other Stardust people. Mm-hmm. So. day. <laughs> Thank you. And we will catch up more next week. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Well, that's it for this episode of the Vibe Tribe podcast. Thank you all for listening and for being a part of our Vibe Tribe. If you'd like to contact us, and if you have any suggestions for topics in the future, please feel free to reach out to us via the email link in the description below. And certainly keep your eyes out for us on social media. Please give us a follow. And thanks again.